A reading from the book of Micah, chapter 5, beginning at the first verse. Beginning at the second verse, as it happens, having just seen the first verse. But from you, Bethlehem in Ephrathah, small as you are among Judah's claims, from you will come a king for me over Israel, one whose origins are far back in the past, in ancient times. Therefore, only until she who is pregnant has given birth will he give up Israel. And then those of the people that survive will rejoice with their brethren. He will rise up to lead them in the strength of the Lord, in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God. They will enjoy security, for then his greatness will reach to the ends of the earth. Then there will be peace. Soon afterwards, Mary set out and hurried away to a town in the uplands of Judah. She went into Zachariah's house and greeted Elizabeth. And when Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby stirred in her womb. Then Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit and exclaimed in a loud voice, God's blessing is on you above all women, and his blessing is on the fruit of your womb. Who am I that the mother of my Lord should visit me? I tell you, when your greeting sounded in my ears, the baby in my womb leapt for joy. Happy is she who has had faith that the Lord's promise to her would be fulfilled. And Mary said, My soul tells out the greatness of the Lord. My spirit has rejoiced in God my Saviour for he has looked with favor on his servant, lowly as she is. From this day forward, all generations will count me blessed, for the mighty God has done great things for me. His name is holy, his mercy sure from generation to generation toward those who fear him. He has shown the might of his arm. He has routed the proud and all their schemes. He has brought down monarchs from their thrones and raised on high the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich empty away. He has come to the help of Israel, his servant, as he promised to our forefathers. He has not forgotten to show mercy to Abraham and his children's children forever. Thanks be to God for this reading from his word. Amen. Thank you. Please be seated. 
Now, Joy was telling me that apparently that tune was written by one of the founding members of this church, so uh, there you are. I hope you all feel appropriately proud as a result. Um, so, um, um, Joy, could you, um, could you play the clip for us if possible? Earlier on today, apparently, a woman rang the BBC and said she heard that... Okay. Right. Um, some of you here are not going to be old enough, um, which in its own right is a bit worrying for me, but uh, when I was eight years old, uh, October... 1987. <clears throat> um, Michael Fish, uh, some of you might remember, um, uh, said that there was no way that there was going to be a major storm, major hurricane. Do, do those of you who are old enough remember that? Yes. Um, yeah. Well, well batted Michael Fish there. Um, um, definitely no storm was going to happen. Um, a tree fell over in the storm and went uh, into my sister's bedroom. Um, still a great regret that it missed her, but never mind. Um, so um, um, just don't tell her I said that, all right? And she finds the life out of me. Um, but there was huge damage across the country. Um, and this was one of the counties that was particularly badly affected um, by, by that terrible storm. 19 people died in that storm. It was, it was horrendous and caused... Uh, I think over a billion pounds worth of damage. I don't want to diminish the sense of that destruction and, and what it caused. And I think today we remember also that there's another huge storm over in, in Jakarta and that people are really uh, struggling today. But my parents, um, a few months later, um, went to Kew Gardens in southwest London. And there, um, Kew Gardens was also particularly affected in the storm, and a lot of uh, the trees uh, were, were absolutely uh, blown over and so on. Um, but what Kew Gardens did was it decided to try and do something beautiful with the byproduct of all of these damaged storms. And so they built uh, a lot of nativity sets that they then sold, and my parents bought one, and it's ended up with me. And there's some fantastic pieces of, of wood carving um, I'll, I'll show you some of them now and you can pass them around amongst yourselves and so on but absolutely beautiful pieces of carving um, and for me what this does is it reminds me firstly that in the midst of awfulness it's important to try and find something to cling on to something beautiful, some small piece of hope. And for me, this nativity set is, reminds me of part of the Christmas story. It reminds me of the way that there's this tiny, tiny bundle of hope, this tiny piece of beauty in and amongst all of the chaos and the mess of human existence. That God places this beautiful piece of hope in that manger 
and it's there for us to cling on to amongst all of the pain and so on. That storm was horrendous, the damage it caused. And yet, some people deliberately went out of their way to try and find a way of doing something beautiful with the byproduct, of offering something that, that could inspire people and remind people of hope, even amongst all of the pain and the mess. So for me, that nativity set, each, each time I, I go out my front door, it's, it's there by the front door, for me to remember and to remember that I need to try occasionally to cling on to hope, even in amongst all of the mess and the pain of my own life. And so for us, this Christmas time, whatever is going on for you, try and cling on to that little bit of hope, that little bit of beauty um, over this Christmas period, um, because I think that's what God was intending for all of us at this Christmas time. Amen. We're going to um, sing again, number 190. Um, what do you get if you cross Santa with a detective? Santa clues. Uh, what goes, what says oh, oh, oh? It's Father Christmas going backwards, that's right, yes. Um, okay. Um, what did Santa say to the smoker? Please don't smoke, it's bad for my elf. Do you, know, you don't seem impressed by uh, so, um, can Anyone want to pull a, a Christmas cracker with me? Uh, can I just say, I can't stand Christmas crackers by and large either, but it's my job to try and make tenuous theological points out of the everyday. So, um, so, um, um, so um, uh, anyone wants to pull a Christmas cracker? Yeah, go on then. Well done. Right, okay, so um, what we need is an explanation. Right, so the first thing, what do we need in a Christmas cracker to make it a Christmas cracker? We need the crack, don't we? Um, this bit here. Because if you haven't got one of them, I don't know if any of you remember The Good Life, but you have to go bang, if not, um, if you haven't got a, a cracker. Um, the crack part of it, um, I'm going to say, is related to that part in Isaiah, where Isaiah talks about the need for the heavens to be cracked open, wrenched open, so that God would get involved in human existence. Oh, that you would rend open the heavens and come down. So when you're cracking your cracker on Christmas Day, you're actually remembering the prophet Isaiah. And if you didn't know that before, you do now. Okay. The next part of a cracker, it's, it's the gift, isn't it? That's, what gift have you got? It's a plastic moustache. I've... <laughs> I think I've had about 58 plastic moustaches in, in my life. Um, and occasionally you might get a pencil sharpener if you're lucky. Whether it works or not, of course, is another matter. Um, but the gift that's there, that's to remind us of the gift of Jesus himself. Okay? So when you open up and you've got that, that gift, then, um, then remember that. What, what else is in the cracker? Uh, a hat. Or what type of hat is it? 
It's a crown, okay? And the crown is... Uh, do you want to put it on and look very dignified? Okay, well, that's a work in progress for next year, I think, really. But uh, um, the crown is there to remind us that Christ came to be the king of the world, okay? So when you're putting your, your crown on, you're remembering that Christ is the king, but not the king that was expected, it's a paper crown, okay? It's not a golden crown. That Christ came and was born in a manger, not in a palace, okay? So that's there to remind us of that. And then what else is there in... There's a joke, isn't it? What's your joke? What did the fish say when he swam into a wall? What did the fish say when he swam into a wall? Anyone? Damn. Damn. <laughs> okay, that's quite a good one, actually. That's <laughs> Actually, that's, a, that's about the only one I've almost, almost laughed at over the years. Um, it may be hard, okay, when you're reading your joke on Christmas Day um, to laugh. Um, uh, my dad, he loves Christmas cracker jokes. He has not actually progressed in life beyond Christmas cracker jokes. Um, and so, as a result, this is one of the reasons why I can't stand Christmas crackers too much. But they are supposed to try and make us laugh, okay? And the whole point about Christmas is that we are supposed to have joy at this time. Okay? We are supposed to be excited. God did a remarkable thing. Okay? He changed the whole course of human history by sending his son down to be with us. It is supposed to be a joyful occasion. It is supposed to be a time of laughter. So on Christmas Day, when you're pulling your crackers and you realise that actually your family drive you up the wall and you're still startled by how extraordinarily racist Uncle Reginald is, you know, even in amongst all of that, try and have some joy if you possibly can. All right? It is supposed to be a celebration. So when you're pulling your crackers on Christmas Day, it's got a whole raft of meanings for you to remind you of the Christmas message, okay? So hold on to that when you're in the midst of the excitement of your cracker and then just get cracking with the proper important thing of Christmas, the turkey, all right? And, uh, and that hopefully will encourage and further in enable the joy and the excitement. But a Christmas cracker, thank you very much, um, uh, is there to remind us of all of those things. Amen. Right, we come now to our prayers of intercession.